Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Well, we went through a whole bunch of stuff, but here's one thing I did want to mention, want to quick remind you of, is small groups are kicking off, and next week, so next week, we will be having, if you're interested in leading a group, we're going to have a meeting for you after service. So we'll be in the BTS room, behind the stage, behind the sign, that's what I call it, it's right back there. So just jump back there, next week after service, you're like, hey, I'm thinking about leading a group, what would that be like, get over there. If you've already led a group here before, you're like, I know exactly what I'm doing, I want to be a part of the next one, then just get started. Let, uh, let them go to the Make a Difference table, let Colleen know, and we'll make sure you're in there. But that's what's going to be happening, it's going to be popping up on the website which is lifewest.church. So you can go on there, say, hey, I'm looking for a group that is kid-friendly. They'll send you that. They'll pop up with the groups that have kids. You're looking for a group that's not kid-friendly. They'll pop up with those groups, whatever it might be, or activity or thing you're looking for. Get on there. Don't see the group that you're looking for? Then maybe you should start one. So come to that meeting tomorrow. We'd love to have you. Okay, we're talking about better. That's really what this series is about because normal isn't working or we don't really like it. It's not fun. When we talked about finances the last two weeks and this week, we're talking about relationships. And really, we're talking about friendships, not marriage. We'll get into marriage. But really, we're talking about relationships. And I like what John Maxwell said about friends and relationships. This is what he said. He said, there's no better indicator of one's future than one's friends. He says, look at your friends and there you have it. Abraham Lincoln said, he goes, the reason I am a success today is because I had a friend who believed in me and I didn't have the heart to let him down. Proverbs 13, 20 says this, walk with the wise, become wise, and a companion of fools will suffer harm. Ecclesiastes says, in chapter four, it says, two are better than one because they have a good return on their labor. Verse 10. If either of them falls down, one can help them up, but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Pity the man who falls. You get the idea that relationships and friendships are pretty important. And I think it's something that all of us, when we think of, of, of teenagers and kids, we think, well, that's really important who they hang out with. Like that, That's really important. And you hear too often, well, they just got in with the wrong crowd. And you hear that about, about young people. But the truth is, the impact of our relationships doesn't diminish as we get older. In fact, I think in many ways it gets stronger. I just think we're better at hiding <laughs> what happens. We're better at, at, at covering it up. I mean, over and over you hear that divorce is a communicable disease. And so much of these things have to do with who we choose to hang out with, the people that are in our lives. So we're going to take, we're going to talk about some relationships, and I'm going to call these laws for relationships. And the reason why, I don't, I don't really like the word law. However, I think it's very fitting because it's when we break these, bad things happen. And so that's why we're calling it the laws for relationships. Because when we don't do this, when we break these, bad things happen. So we're going to start, and number one is this. It's the law of attraction. The law of attraction. And Proverbs 18.24 says this. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. So we're talking about the law of attraction. And I think every single, I don't think there's a single person in here who does not want a great friend. I don't think there's anybody in here who's like, well, I don't even like anybody. I mean, there's some of us that are like, well, I don't like everybody. I mean, raise your hand if you don't like everybody. I'll raise both my hands. Honestly, not everybody. But I think 
Every single one of us have that desire. And I believe that that was put in us by God, that we, we need people. I don't mind. I like to be alone, honestly. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a loner person. Um, I think the longest stretch I had was I was out in Montana scouting and playing around, and I didn't see another person for four days. It was great. I was like, this is just fun. It was me and the outdoors. But still, you want to know what I did that plane ride home from Montana? I talked the ear off of whoever was sitting next to me. And, and we are made for relationships. But here's the thing. It says, he who has friends must show himself friendly. And as you're like, okay, you know, I'd love some great friends, great people in my life. Let me just say this. And we need to put ourselves in a place where we can meet those people. The Bible says, he who has friends must show himself friendly. And we talked about small groups just a few minutes ago. That is a great place to meet some people. Say, I need to get some, some, some other people around me if you're thinking about who's around and, and the relationships that are in your life. Small groups are starting. Go online, Life Church, uh, excuse me, lifewest.church, there we go, and say, okay, don't go to Life Church. That's a different church. <laughs> you go to that website, life, it's going to be different. You'll join a group and be like, it's so far away. What's going on? Well, don't they have any in my area? No, it's lifewest.church. But go on there. As, uh, over the next couple of weeks here, more groups are going to be popping up on there. And, and look and say, hey, this is what I found. I'd love to do that. It says, he who has friends must show himself friendly. And all relationships take work. All relationships take work. And, and, and sometimes it's just getting out there and, and making an opportunity to have a great relationship. Get in a group. I really want to encourage you. I don't think I said it yet, but there's small groups. And so get in a group. Really encourage you that those are coming up. Use that as an opportunity to put yourself around some people who are also hungry for God, some people who are moving forward and say, okay, what can I do? How, how can I challenge myself that way? All right, the next one is this. The next thing is the law of capacity. So we already said, he who has friends must show himself friendly. But here's the truth is we can't be friends with everybody. And all the extroverts are like, yes, I can. I can. No, you really cannot. Not everybody. We can have friends, but you cannot be friends with everybody. Even Jesus had limitations. Jesus, if we look at him, he had thousands of followers, but then he had his 12 disciples. So he had his 12 friends. And then, actually, I think we should change that number to 11 because Judas is the one that betrayed him. Like, it didn't even work. Like, his, his lid was like, that capacity lid must have been 11. But, so we have close friends. Jesus, there, there is a capacity, and we cannot be everybody's friends. It's one of those things where if you try to be everybody's friend, you end up being nobody's friend. It's a radio station that plays every genre, and you're like, I don't know what to expect. It's just everything. Like, I don't even want to listen to it. That's why there's country radio stations. It's because if you like country, you can go there and there you're going to find it. I like country music. It's great. I hated it for the longest time. I just did not like it at all. And I took a road trip with a buddy from here, from Grand Rapids, down to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go check out a Bible college. And all they listened to was country. And by the time we got down there, the 12-hour car ride, I knew every country song that had ever been like, oh, this is what I did. And I liked it ever since. But if I want to listen to it, I go to a country station. And friendships. You cannot be friends with absolutely everybody. And there are some relationships that you're going to say, you know what? I can't. I can't be friends with everyone. Jesus, he had the 12. 
Okay, he had the 12. He, he ministered to thousands. But then he, he, he's like, you know, you're not, you're not all going to be my friends. He ministered. He ministered, even, even in ministry, Jesus was not able to minister to every single person. We, we see him at the pool of Bethesda, and what this, what this pool was, was an angel would actually come down and stir the water, the Bible says, and whenever that happened, the first person in would be healed of whatever it was. So you can imagine, there was a lot of people around this pool just staring at it, waiting. And Jesus comes to this, and he sees a man who looks like he's been there for a long time, and he says, hey, have you been here for a while? Why are you still here? And the guy's like, yeah, I've been here a while. He says, but I can't, there's nobody here to help me in. He says, and when the water gets stirred, I try to get in, but then somebody, another one, somebody beats me. And Jesus says, all right. And Jesus heals him. And then the Bible says, Jesus disappears into the crowd. So he heals one and then disappears. There would have been a whole bunch of sick people around. Great for that one, but what about everybody else? See, we all have a capacity. We all have a lid. There's only so much time in a day. There's only so many times we can pick up our phone or text or whatever when it comes to relationships. And that really brings us to the next law, which is the law of priority. When it comes to relationships, if there is a capacity, then there must be a priority. And we just say, not all relationships are the same. And I think the, the reason why that relationships are so important is because for us to be and do, for you to be and do all that God has for you, I know that the relationships around you are going to come into play. I know it. And the thing that I would hate is for any of us to, to, to have that day where we do fall and we need a friend and they're not there. So time to make them is now, to get to know them and to build relationships with people so that we can be and do all that God has for us. It's the law of priority, but before we get there, I want to talk about one other one, which is really the law of trust. And, and this is one that I think is really, really important because love is free, but trust is, is earned. And I think a lot of times in, in Christian environments, people want both and they just want it because they show up. Well, aren't you a Christian and don't you love me? Then you should just trust me. And you're like, mm, no, no. We love everybody, but trust is earned. Oh, you're welcome. That was, I, I thought that was going to blow up in your ears. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's a tree stand sneeze. That's how I learned to do that. You got to hold them in. Can't scare the deer away. But it does hurt in case you're wondering. Oh, my goodness. Okay, back to that law of trust. All right, here's what we got. Matthew 5, 44. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. The Bible doesn't say trust everybody. It says love. We're to, we're to love everyone. Trust is earned. Even Jesus, John 2, 24, it says this. But Jesus did not trust them because he knew all about people. That's a really good verse for some of you. <laughs> he said Jesus did not trust them. Um, we, trust is something that people earn. It's an old friend that, you know, you haven't had a relationship for a long time, you haven't seen them, and they come back into your life. They need to earn trust. Uh, neighbors, they, they need to earn trust just because you live close to somebody. We've had, honestly, we've had neighbors. They say, hey, can your kids come over and play at our house? I'm like, no. I'm, I don't know you. Like, no. 
you're, you're new, the, the answer is no. And generally, we, we kind of know where we don't trust people we don't know. I mean, how many of you, raise your hand if you did not lock your car. Okay, one of you. You were looking too hard at who was going to raise their hand there. No, but most every one of us, we locked our car. Why? Because there's a part of us that we're like, we don't trust somebody might not just walk through. Okay, we, we, we lock it, and the other ones are like, no, actually, I hope somebody steals it. It would be, it would be great. You know, I, I leave the keys on the seat, and they're, they're bright orange. And... No, but there's, there's this thing where we know not to trust, and we, we do need to be careful with trust. Parents, just because your kid gets invited somewhere doesn't mean you need to send them. Do you know that person? It's okay not to trust them. And be like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know you. And because I don't know you, the answer is no. Kids will ask, well, can we do this with so-and-so? I'm like, I, no, I don't, I don't trust them because I don't know them. We don't, we don't just automatically give trust to everyone. We don't just give trust to everyone. The next one, let's, get, let's just move to, is let's get to that law of priority. If there is capacity then there's definitely needs to be priority. And that's this. Every relationship is not the same. Every relationship doesn't get the same amount of attention. Every relationship doesn't get the same amount of access. If you look at Jesus, he had the 12, right? But then he had Peter, James, and John, and those are the ones that he took with him. Those are the ones, over and over, we see he told everybody else to stay, and he said, Peter, James, and John, come with me. He goes on the Mount of Transfiguration. He says, Peter, James, and John, you come with me. He says, you guys stay over here. Peter, James, and John, come and pray with me. He had certain friends that were much, much closer. There's only so much time that any of us have. And so some of our relationships are going to be closer than others. It's it's just the way it's going to be. You can't be best friends with every single person. And it's okay to tell somebody, like, no, I, I don't have time for this. It's this law of priority. It's not that important. Jason is my really good friend, but I'm not going to tell Becca, hey, I'm not going to spend any time with you. Jason called. Like, I know we had a date, but Jason called. I'm leaving. There'd be, like, my priorities would be out of whack. You'd be like, wait a second. It'd be okay. There's this law of priority, and every relationship does not get the, the, the exact same access, doesn't get the exact same amount of energy and attention because we have a capacity. We can only have so much. Jesus had three that he kept close. He had three that he had close. I hope, it'd be awesome if you had three great friends. Because I can't think of anything that adds more life and joy to any life than great friends. Great friends, they just bring so much joy into everything that we do over and over and over. But we don't let, don't let people, when it comes to relationships, guilt you into, well, you need to come here, and well, you, you answered their phone call, and, and guilt you into weird things. Or say, well, why, why wasn't I invited to that? Because I can't invite everybody. You know, you just decide, and when you don't get invited to something, realize it might not be because I don't think you're the greatest. It's just, this is how many people can fit. Like, this, this is it. This is it because there is capacity. And there's three types of ways, three types of ways that people, that, that we make so many relational decisions. And one is condemnation. 
And that's what the devil and some people do, as they want us condemned. The Bible says there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So when you have a friend that's trying to make you feel condemned because you weren't able or you didn't do something or you didn't invite or why wasn't I there or you should do this or you have to come with us and they're trying to condemn you, that's not how we make, that's not how we make decisions. The next one is they guilt. They try to guilt you into this. Well, I did this for you, or I didn't, and we've been friends for so long, you just have to, and you know, they try to guilt you in there. These are, these are manipulative people, these are controlling, domineering people, trying to guilt you into something. That's not how we want to make decisions, any decision. And then the third is we have, we have peace. Colossians 3.15, I like the way that it says this. It says, the peace that Christ gives is to guide you in your decisions you make. The peace that God gives. Not the peace that's circumstantial, not the peace that the world gives, which is everything's okay, so I have peace. The peace that God gives is it can be crazy, but we're walking in that peace. That's the peace that God gives. And we use that to make decisions. Because here's the thing. There's, there's priorities, and if, when we get our priorities out of whack, then jealousy comes in. And is jealousy good or bad? Yes. Right? It's, it's, it's yes. The answer is yes. Jealousy can be good and jealousy can be, get, be bad. In fact, God in the Bible, he says, I am a jealous God. He says, I am a jealous God. And jealousy can be good, but when we get priorities out of whack, then jealousy comes in. If Becca and I go out on a date and I sit there and I sit there on my phone where I'm just looking at this, she's going to be like, what are you doing? Or even worse, somebody comes in and I'm talking to everybody else and we're supposed to be getting some time together and, and I go to the restaurant, I go to the bathroom, but I never come back because I find somebody at another table and I go talk to them and I'm like, hey, it's so good to see you. And she's sitting over there by herself waiting for me and I come back 15 minutes later, oh, sorry, I forgot, I just ran into so-and-so. You guys are looking at me like, that would be the worst thing ever. Why would you do that? I didn't actually do that, just so you know. Don't look at me like that. It would, it would be out of whack. It, it, it would be out of whack. And when priorities are out of whack, jealousy comes in. And there can be something that's, that is godly jealousy, where we put somebody or a relationship in a position that should never be in. And if you're married, your spouse our relationship order is this. It's God, then our spouse, and then everybody else. So it's God and then your spouse. And that should be the priority. And it's not a priority in word. It needs to be a priority in deed, in the way that we act and in what we do. There are, there are it is okay to be jealous. It's like, hey, wait a second. What is supposed to be mine is being given to somebody else. All right. And the next law is this. It's the law of seasonality. And some relationships are for a period, they're for a time, and very few are for a lifetime. Let me just say this, for some of you, it doesn't matter how old you are, you haven't met your best friend yet. It, it, it changes. It, it, it moves. People come into our lives and then they leave. If we try to keep every relationship that we have ever had, you'll explode. You'll just, you'll just like, boom. No, not really. But it, it, it's not going to work. And relationships come and the relationships go. And sometimes we're trying to hold on to something and it just, it just isn't there anymore. Because again, we only have so much time. We only have so much that we can give. 
We've had relationships in our lives. I've had relationships. If you look at Jesus, real quick, look at Jesus with me. We look at the Bible. Jesus comes on the scene and begins his ministries in his 30s. And then, he, and then we see him with the 12 disciples. We're back to those 12 disciples. But guess what? He had a whole life before then. We don't hear anything about any of his friends or anybody really before that. Whatever the friends he had or didn't have, we don't hear anything about. I'm sure he had some. But they're gone. They're not, they're not there anymore. And there are friends that they're for, there for a season, and then they're not. And maybe you're sitting here and you can think back to the people who were standing in your wedding and how many of them are still in your life and how many of them are not. Whether it was two weeks or 20 years ago, I doubt there's very many of us that can say, yeah, every single one of them are still in my life. That relationship I had with them then. If we were to start over, if we say, I was going to get married again today, would, would those people even be there, much less be standing with you? If you were to renew your vows, how would that work? Because relationships do. They change and they shift. Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a time for everything. There's a season for everything under the sun. And some relationships are seasonal. They come and they go. And some, they come, they go, and then they come back. We have friends that you don't, you don't even know exactly why. But you just kind of, you, you drift apart, and then you find yourselves like, we haven't hung out with them. And, and, I just, and then we just don't know why. Becca struggled with this one with, with me, because she would always ask me, she's like, who are your friends? So if you, if you don't know us yet, Becca is an extrovert, and she's the one that's like, everybody's my friend, let's all hug. Okay, that's, that's Becca, okay? And I'm the one that's a little bit on the less trusting side. I'm like, who are you? What, what, what's going on here? I don't, I, I don't know. And, and I'm a bit more reserved with, with my relationships. And, and she, she, she used to do this to me at night, is we'd be, we'd be laying there, she'd be like, who are your friends? And I'm like, what? Why are we doing this? She goes, tell me, who are your friends? And I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, so my friends are um, Jason, my friends are Josh, and she's like, your brother? I'm like, yeah. She goes, no, not family. And I'm like, what? what you, why can't my family be friends? She goes, no, not your family. And I'm like, okay, so it's like Jason, and I'm like, Brian, and she goes, Brian? And I'm like, yeah, Brian's my friend. And, and, and Brian Grizzell, who's actually, he's here, he's in the back. We went to Bible school together, and, and, but we would, we'd be roommates, and we had lived together, and it was tons of fun. Then we'd move back up here for the summer, and we wouldn't see each other for the entire summer. It's like, I had enough of you. Then we'd go back, and we'd live together again for the time we're back in school, and we'd come back up, and, and she's asking, she's like, well, Brian can't be your friend. I'm like, well, why not? And she's like, well, when's the last time you talked to him? I'm like, maybe two months ago? She's like, he's not your friend. I'm like, yes, he is. Brian is my friend. And she's like, no, he's not. And she's over here, like, uh-uh, it was much longer than two months, like... I'm like, but still, I'm like, Brian is my friend. And now she's like, Brian is your friend. Maybe he wasn't then, but maybe. But it was one of those relationships that were where you might not be really close for a period of time, but you're like, I know this person is my friend. And then you, yeah, you kind of, things happen in life and life shifts and you just come back together. And you're like, okay, we are friends. And, but, but relationships, there's seasons where they come and they go. And sometimes the season comes back again relationships that, that they kind of drift apart and you're like, you know what? We just need to get back together with those people again. I liked where we were going when we were with them. 
But it's the law of seasonality. It comes and it goes. It really does. And that's okay. If we're going to be healthy, we're going to have to say goodbye and we're going we're gonna to meet new people. And it, it's, it's going to be a little bit like that. And the next law is the law of economy. Now, who here thinks they get the very best gas mileage? Raise your hand. Shout out what your gas mileage is. Anybody? Anybody? Good, great. Anybody willing to admit they drive like a Prius? Anybody? I'm like, I know some of you that do, just so you know. Who, who thinks they get really good gas mileage? Just shout out a, a mileage. Who gets what? 30? Well, that's pretty good. Anybody beat 30 miles a gallon? No. 30? All right. So 30. Who thinks they get the worst gas mileage in here? Who thinks they get the worst? Colleen, what do you, what do you get? 19. Anybody get worse than 19? I get 14, so I definitely beat you there. Tom? 11. Nice. Nice. Anybody get gallons per mile? Anybody? Anybody turn it around? No, not quite. Okay. Well, relationships, they're the same way. Some relationships, you spend time together, and you're like, this is great. You leave charged. You had a great time. It was fun. Others, the phone rings, and you just look at it, and you're like, you, you got to breathe deep. And you're like, okay, if I answer this phone call, and you're like, and some of you are like, I've never had that before. You might be that person that, <laughs> that when they do that, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you are, but maybe it's the person that, the relationships, they, some are, are great and, and it's easy and others, it's work. It's work. It's just like you're like, really? You change the name on their phone to do not answer because you don't want somebody to accidentally answer. And you're like, because if they do, you know you're in for it. But different relationships take a different amount of energy. They really, and some of them, some of these people, it's just, it's just needy people. It's relationships that's there, but all they ever come with is with emergencies. It's like, it's nonstop. It's a nonstop emergency relationship. Every time they come, there's a problem, there's something going on, and they need you. And it's fun to be needed, but here's the thing. We, we have that law of capacity. We can only have so much. And there's that law of priority, and these people, every time, it's always an emergency, everything, and they, and they need you, every time. And they'll take every bit of energy you have and that's okay if there's change and there's growth happening. But if it's just something where it's a constant emergency and you tell them something to do and they're not doing it, then it might be time to say, okay, I, I, don't, I only have so much time. I only have so much that I can do. Here's the deal. You always have an emergency when we call, but you don't take any advice. If you won't take advice, I, there's no reason for us to spend time together. Because here's what you're not. You're not this person's Jesus. You cannot be Jesus. You're not their savior. We can help people, but there are people who will absolutely suck you dry. They are leeches. <laughs> if, if we let them. If they're not going to listen, if you're like, hey, here's some godly counsel. Here's what you need to do to solve this situation. And they refuse to listen. They will suck you dry of energy that you could spend 
somewhere else. A farmer has so much seed, and if this part of the ground will not produce, it doesn't help to throw more seed on that. The ground needs to be changed, it needs to be broken up, and only Jesus can break the ground inside of our hearts. David cried, create me a clean heart, oh God. There's some things that only Jesus can do. And if you have a friend, one of these, that's just, it's always an emergency, but they will never listen. It's always an emergency, and they, you kind of feel like they're going to listen, but they don't. And maybe it's time for you to say, you know what, I, I, I cannot give you all of this time anymore. You either need to make some changes and let me help you, or, or, or this is going to have to stop. This is going to have to change. This is going to have to be something different. Because it's economy, it's taking everything that you have. It's taking it all. The next, the next law I want to get to, I know that can sound kind of harsh, but the truth is, is if we're not helping them, we're actually hurting them. We're hurting them to allow them to limp along and to not actually make the difference. We're not the Jesus. They need to just stop and say, okay, you need Jesus. You need to make these changes. You need to ask him to help you to do it. But if you're not going to do that, I'm not going to give you all of my time. I've done this 25 times with you, and it's not happening. And you have that relationship where you're like, this is what you need to do before you call me again. And if you haven't done this, don't call. Because all I'm going to say when I answer is, hi, and know that I love you, but you have to do this. You have to get this done. Because when, when you call, I'm going to say, did you do it? And you're going to say no. And then I'm going to say, do it, and then call back. This is what you need to be doing. You have to forgive that. But you won't walk in forgiveness, and you wonder why you're feeling this. You won't do it. You, we have to help them do that. And the next one is this, is the law of spending. Some people, you spend time with them, and it's just great, right? You're like, it was just fun. It was great. But then there's other people. There's other people that you don't spend time with. You invest time. And the difference between spending and investing is this. The one, you get a return back from. We're talking about relationships. And some people, you spend time with them and you're like, man, they challenge me. They challenge me in the way that they live their life, their prayer life, just the way that it's always there. Or they are just, they're always witnessing, they're leading people to Christ and it's just, it just bleeds out of them and everything that they do and I wanna be around them because I wanna learn that. I wanna see how they do that. The way that they worship and they just bring that into all that they're doing. The way that their marriage, I love the way that they, they treat their employees. Whatever it is, you get around them and you're like, I didn't just spend time, I invested time and I'm getting a return from that says, he walks with the wise, grows wise. And you're like, these are these wise people I want to be around. I want to parent like they parent. I want to do a business like they do it. I want, I want to learn from these people. There are, there are some relationships that it's investing. It really is. And wherever we find ourselves, we can always grow. And we need to look at our relationships and really just just. Do an audit, an annual audit of our relationships and say, okay, God, do I have relationships where I'm putting in but nothing productive is coming back out? Do I have relationships, do I have people in my life that are challenging me and helping me to be and do all that God has for me? That relationships where they, when they see me and, and, and my life not reflecting the priorities that I say that I, I have, that they call me out and will say, wait a second, that's not Okay. They'll call me out when I'm, when I'm talking bad about somebody else. They won't let me just run my mouth. Do I have people in my life that are helping me to grow? 
and challenge me in areas so that I can be and do all that God has for me. Do you have those people in your life? I hope you do. I so hope that you do. If you don't, I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but there's some small groups that are kicking off. And I think it would be a great thing for you to go to, to get into those. And then the last law is this. It's the law of gravity. Gravity's happening right now. It's here. It's, just, it's something that's always going on. It's holding us down. It's, whether you believe it or not, whether you knew it or not, gravity is there. And here's the deal. Friends, there are some friends that they pull us down whether you realize it or not. Some, you probably, the minute I said that, you're like, oh, he's talking about mm, so-and-so. Because you know. Maybe it's a relationship you've had forever. But you know it doesn't affect you well. You know when you're done, your, your, your thought life, the language that they use, the things that, they, that you talk about when you're with them or that group, you're like, it's not good. You're like, there's so much, maybe it's because they're materialistic. Maybe it's the way that they talk about their spouse. Maybe it's the, I, I, I don't know, but you're like, you know what? I know I'm, I'm absorbing that, and I don't want to do that. Proverbs 13, 20, the latter part of that verse says this, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. That's Proverbs 13, 20. If you're married, ask your spouse. Say, is there anybody I'm hanging out with that is affecting me negatively? that you see, that you recognize that in. Because when you got married, that's one of the things that you did is you said, we're gonna co-own and co-administer everything. We're in this together. The two become one. And that means this. That means your relationships, that your spouse has veto power over your relationships. I mean, you need to ask and say, is there somebody I'm hanging out with that you say, you need to stop. It's negatively affecting us, our marriage, or just me If we're honest, we can see that. We can recognize the difference that people make in our lives. I know Becca, she'll go hang out with one group of people and she comes back and she's just like, you're great. And I'm like, do they have bad husbands? I don't know, but I like you hanging out with them because it makes me look good. You like come back and you're like, you're wonderful. I think you're great. I'm so glad I'm married to you. I'm like, that's awesome. I remember another friend that she had that she'd go when she'd come back and I'm like, what do you guys talk about? Like, you come back and you're like, so it, it's just almost like you're depressed and he's like, Ugh. You just come back and it, it is not good. We, we can see that. And she made a change. She's like, oh, and it got rid of that relationship. She actually, she cut it off. It was a conversation, but we had about it and she did it. And then later she's like, I really see the difference. I do. If you're married, your spouse tells you you need to cut off something, get rid of it. Early in our marriage, Becca told me to get rid of some relationships, and I was like, I was, I was really just immature about it. I'm like, I don't want to do that, and what, have, what do they think? And here's just the truth about it. It doesn't matter what they think, because that law of priority says your spouse comes first. Maybe there's some Facebook friends from who knows how far, or flings, or relationships, or whatever, or old, way old interests suddenly show back up in there, and you just need to get rid of them. Or ask your spouse, hey, is this okay? What do you think about this? This is what so-and-so messaged me. Should I message them back at all? What, 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 what's going on? And just get rid of it. Because there are some relationships that will pull you down. Because Jesus says, I came to give you life and life to the fullest. And one of the things that so impact 
our ability to be and do all that God has for us are the people that we surround ourselves, the group, the people that we let in. And here's the deal. Not everybody's going to be your friend. We're going to love everybody. We can't help everybody. We can't be everybody's savior, but we'll do what we can. We'll do what we can. And we always speak the truth in love. We're going to surround ourselves with people who are going to challenge us to be and do all that God has for us. They won't leave us the way that we are. They'll call us out. They'll say, hey, I see this in you. You can take that step. Do this. You can can handle it. God's got that for you. Then go ahead and you do that. They will encourage us to be and do all that God has for us. And those relationships that we see that are pulling us back, take the time to cut them off. Take the time to say, I'm not doing this anymore. Because so much of our lives are impacted by who we know. So much of it is impacted by our relationships. And our desire is for every one of you to be and do all that God has for you. And I know, I know the call that he has on your life is too big for any one of us to do. And you're gonna, it's going to be impacted by the people that are around you. We want to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. But the first relationship, the most important relationship that any of us have is our relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here and you don't have one. You say, you know, I've heard about him and I've gone to church. Maybe you've done some religious things, but you've never really made that commitment to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And what does it mean to make that commitment? Well, the Bible says it really, really clear. If we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we will be saved. So I want to Just ask everybody to bow your heads for just a moment. If you're here and you've never made that decision, I'd love to give you an opportunity to do that. So if that's you, you say, I want, today I'm gonna live my life. I wanna declare I'm his. Or maybe for the first time, or maybe you say there's a time I was living for God, but I turned my back on him and today I wanna come back. If you're either of those, I'd love the honor of praying with you. And when we say amen, you can know right where you stand with God that you're on your way to heaven. If that's you, I'm not going to ask you to, lift, to, to leave your seat, but I do want you to lift your hand. And then I'm going to know, and we're going to pray. When we say amen, you're going to know right where you stand with God that you're on your way to heaven. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, I should be really bold right now. Shoot that hand up and say, that's me. Today, I want to give him all that I have. I want to be his. I want that relationship. Okay. Well, God, we just come before you this morning. And we thank you, God, for the relationships that we have, the people that are in our lives. God, as we leave this place, some of us, if our desire, God, is to have some great relationships, give us the boldness to get out of our comfort zone, to step into some situations, God, where we can, where we can encounter people that are hungry for you, that will build us up, that will challenge us to be and do all that God has for us. God, give us the boldness to be the type of friend to others that we would so love to have ourselves. God, as we leave and we are, we're taking and looking at our relationships, God, we ask that you would bring clarity to our heart and mind as those that we can help and those that we can, can bring up. Help us, God, to have the boldness to take the steps that we need to remove the relationships that are dragging us down, God, that are pulling us away from you, and that we would, we would surround ourselves, God, with people who challenge us to be and do all that you have for us. God, that we would surround ourselves with people, God, who we can help. We thank you for all that you're doing both in and through us. In Jesus' name.
Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.